Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the host. I am the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness. And these are my friends. What's going on, guys? Hi. What's up? So we are going to first thank our sponsor, RX Smart Gear, always there for us. Um, can't believe that we have a sponsor for this podcast, uh, but we do, and they are awesome. And uh, don't forget Clydesdale 15, all caps, gets you 15% off uh, everything in the store at rxmarkgear.com, except for new additions and special releases. Um, and I know they're working to bring out some new stuff coming up soon. And they're doing their hashtag 10 a day starting January 1st, which is this Friday. So check that out. Um, it's a way to get your double unders, uh, under wrap for the open and be ready to just kill them once the open starts in March. Uh, so again, can thank I, you to RX Mark here, Clydesdale 15, all caps. Can I tell you, I had to, I had to buy a new rope, um, and went onto the site. It was so easy that Clydesdale percent Use off. the code? Used of it? Course, of you remember course. to use it? Okay. Well, so you know, I had to ask a couple people. I had to <laughs> ask a couple people what that was again. Um, but yeah, I mean, process is easy. Go get one. Double unders are crisp now. Love it. Nice. So you're ready to kill this year's open? That's your right. Like every year. Cardio is going to be ready? Oh, it's through the roof. <laughs> cardio, <laughs> mobility, everything. There's some videos out there that may tend to make people leave not quite ready. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I did a workout today. It was three rounds for time, seven calories on the bike, 16 power snatches, 75, 55, and 25 wall balls. And let me tell you, that felt like very much like an open workout. And your girl was shaving reps and taking breaks the whole way through. It was awful. <laughs> And I said at the end, I'm like, this is like an open workout. And the coach was like, yeah. And I said, guess who's not ready for the open? <laughs> this girl. It was awful. Well, we'll get into it a little bit later, but I did something yesterday and I am so freaking sore. <laughs> we'll get into it later, but it's part of the agenda later. But so how are you guys this holidays? Charlie? Oh, mine was good. Um, as you can probably hear, uh, there's a lot of children and a lot of toys. Uh, but apparently, I'm 
not enough toys as, as if you ask some people in the house, but yeah, it's never um, enough. But you know, everybody was here. Uh, got to spend time with my parents um, and all the kids, so it was good. Well, and Santa has to stop for like ten minutes just to unload there, doesn't he? Right, and he didn't actually make it to the tree, which was questioned. Um, but you know, so you know, it's a lot of stuff. You can't. It's he's got a lot of things to do. You can just go right by the chimney and, and be done with it. He was trying to social, socially distance himself. Right. It's, a, it's about efficiency, just like CrossFit. It's about being efficient. Love it. Kat, how, are you, how was yours and your matching yeah. PJs? It was good. We got the PJs. Everybody's happy. Uh, Santa showed up. Dogs got their presents. Funny story, my son and I went to, uh, to like a TJ Maxx, one of those like, you know, discount stores couple days before Christmas and we got three matching dog toys because we have three dogs that have to get three of the same thing. And we got a whole bunch of other stuff and we went to check out, we got back in the car, we come home, we're unloading everything. We only had two dog toys, not three. And uh, we looked in the bag, couldn't find it. We looked on the receipt, we only paid for two. So it must have fallen out of our cart at some point in time during the trip. And I went back the next day to try to find a third of that toy and couldn't find it. So literally Christmas day, my dogs got the shaft because there were two toys and three dogs. <laughs> and it was a little sketchy. So I'm sorry to my puppers, but uh, no, everybody else is happy. Had a good time. Good. Well, well I made it to Pennsylvania. PA? I made it to PA, uh, was awesome. Um, just to get to see everybody. And um, I meant to bring it down to the podcast center. It'll be here next time we air. Um, my nephew made me a 3D printer version of Thor's hammer. Oh, cool. And uh, it is like full size. Like, yay. Yeah. I'm going to need to so, see that. So I'm going to, it's actually going to hang uh, in the podcast wall uh, once I get it down here and, and a hook put up. But it was super cool and I can't wait to show it off. Are you worthy to, to yield it though? It, it came right from under the tree into my hand as soon as I walked in the door. So, yep, worthy, worthy, worthy. And we, we did some time with the in-laws too, um, and that was good and got to see everybody. But it was a quick trip. It felt like we got there and we turned around and drove back pretty quick, even though we were there for like four days. Mm. But, yeah, good trip. Uh, anybody get any gifts they um, really like, like a robe? Like a robe. I didn't get the robe. No robe. I, I thought went you back. went back to get it. I, I did, and they gifts. didn't have it. It was the same. It was the same store. I was going back for the dog toys and the robe. So yeah, no, I didn't get a robe. And the funny thing is, my my son, when we were shopping for his girlfriend, we got her this blanket, and it was super soft. And I said, Brayden, if you don't get this for her, I'm going to get it for myself. And he goes, No, you can't. We got you one. And so that to me meant meant. I'm getting Christmas presents, which my husband and I, we don't exchange gifts, or at least we always say we're not going to exchange gifts. And then he usually gets me stuff and I end up looking like a jerk because I don't get him anything. And so when he told me that, I assumed that meant that my husband was getting me the blanket. So we proceeded to shop for my husband profusely around, you know, TJ Maxx, like nothing crazy, like little trinket, trinkety things. And he had all this stuff to open up under the tree and I didn't have anything to unwrap under the tree. And I said to my son, I was like, I thought you said 
dad got me a blanket. He's like, I never saw it was dead. It was his girlfriend's mom or dad or somebody like his girlfriend was getting me a blanket. Well, guess who broke up two days before Christmas and didn't, <laughs> so literally didn't get anything for Christmas. So they did, which is fine. Like I didn't have any expectations anyway, but then like when your kid was like, Oh, we got you this blanket. I'm like, Oh crap. I got to go shopping for my husband. So then my husband felt like a jerk because he didn't get anybody anything. I did get lottery tickets in my stocking and I won $27 on scratch offs. So that was my Christmas. Charlie, get anything good? (laughs) I got zero things. All about the kids, isn't it? Every year, that's all it's about. Yep. Charlie's got stuck in the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's let's do some quick news, and then because this is our year, our last show of the year, we'll do a little year in review. Um. So first, Saxon Pancheck, a true friend of the show, um, announced on Instagram that he and his wife are pregnant. And the cool thing is, if you don't know, Saxon is a twin. Most people know that, him and Spencer. But he married Taylor, and Taylor has a sister, and they are twins. So twins married twins, and their babies are going to be twins. So crazy. He's going to be tired. Now, Taylor's not married to Spencer, right? (laughs) Taylor is Saxon's wife. Oh, Taylor's oh, okay. sister. Her, his sister. I don't her remember her name. Spencer, I've met right? them both. Yeah. They are not married now. They dating. are not married and they are not They're dating. And... Okay. Because that would be cool though. The, those kids would be very closely related more so than most cousins. Yeah. Right? If you do well, that. and I, usually twins skip a generation. Mm. And so it's really odd that twins yeah. and twins having twins. Yeah, maybe it's the double negative thing. The two together. Two, I'm a twin, you're a twin, we have a twin. Instead of I'm a twin, you're not a twin. It gets to work its way out. That's cool. Yeah, so we are. Exciting for we them. are super excited for them. And uh, Lots congratulations. Of in the family. Yeah, because Scott just had theirs, what, mm-hmm. a month or two ago? Yeah. And yeah, grandchildren all around for uh, Papa Panchek. There you go. <clears throat> so. Uh, great news for them. Congratulations. Uh, we wish them the best uh, with a healthy and awesome pregnancy and the birth of the twins. So the next thing on the agenda is uh, it was kind of snuck in a morning chalk up article that Matt Fraser has left Cookville. I was surprised. Well, are you? It, well, based on I was theory, surprised the surprised? way it was just the way it kind of happened. I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't know how it's supposed to happen. But um, yeah, no, based on my theory, you're right. They don't, they don't belong <laughs> in Cookville anymore. <laughs> well, kind of what he said was that when he CrossFits, he CrossFits. And when he doesn't, he doesn't want to talk about CrossFit, doesn't want to, you know, even think about CrossFit. And that town is all about CrossFit. And so it was hard to escape the CrossFit stuff in the off season. And so I get that. I, you know, he, he has earned the right to have his private time in his off season and do what he ever wants to do. And if he's going into retirement, he definitely doesn't want to be around CrossFit. True. 
So do you so, think, so I know they're working on that house in Vermont, um, but they're gonna, they're spending some time in Texas right now. I wonder if that's gonna lead to anything in the future. Yeah, I don't know what the tax situation is in Texas. I know they initially moved to Tennessee because of the, there's no state mm -hmm. tax. Um, and it may, it compounded his money a little bit more. So I don't, maybe they're trying to find a place to live half the year, but. Did um, we ever hear where Tia and Shane are going? Well, we know where they are now. You know where they which are I now. Actually, I don't think they're going to live there. Which is next on our agenda. Yeah, they're in South Korea, uh, bobsledding. But they, I don't, so if you watch their YouTube video, this is a mess, I think is what they called it. This is all a mess. Um, they taught, they were packing up their stuff and they're having it shipped to Australia. So that, le that leads me to believe that they're moving back. But who knows? That would be tough to coach new athletes if you're not even in the States. Yeah, Brooke already had that uh, feeling of aloneness. <laughs> So I, yeah, I figured she might've gone to Nashville or they haven't gone to Nashville, but. I think that's still a possibility. Yeah, it could be they're just shipping a lot of their big stuff away and downsizing for wherever they're gonna move. It could be, but that they did say that in that video. I get it, I have a hard time getting through those videos. I'm just gonna put it out there. I love Tia as an athlete. She's awesome. Shane's a great coach. Uh, YouTuber, eh. <laughs> Maybe need to work on that a bit. Um, I, packing and unpacking boxes just wasn't thrilling to watch uh, as a thing, but I did it for the show to find out if they're giving any hints as to where they were going. Um, and just said they were packing it up and sending it to Australia. So real big news uh, we got this week is that the Rogue Invitational is moving to Austin, Texas. Kind of a bummer for us who live in Columbus, who had a big CrossFit event where we got to sleep in our own bed um, and got to go home at the end of the night. Um, and they're changing the dates. It's moving to October instead of May. And that kind of falls in line with the thoughts that there's going to be an off-season triple crown um, that includes that them and Dubai and Wadapalooza. If Wadapalooza goes back to January, then it all fits in the off-season. Because October would be Rogue, December would be Dubai, end of January would be Wadapalooza. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of called the Texas thing from Rogue when we were there last time, just seeing how much disruption there was to their business when that event was being held. I mean, it was, it was housed in part of their warehouse facilities or even manufacturing facilities. And I know that they for sure lost business the days that, you know, they were there hosting this competition. Um, and 
with the climate the way it is right now where you can't get a dumbbell to save your life, you know, and production is like way down, way behind, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense for them to be there, you know, sacrificing their space and, you know, giving their people time off and things like that and holding up production for something like that. And, I, and just knowing, this was before COVID too, like before I left there last time, knowing that Katie um, and Bill have, have property and, and a home in Texas, I thought for sure that's where that would be. And I must have heard it somewhere too. I don't think it was like something I thought of all on my own, um, but that that rogue invitation would eventually move to somewhere outside of their business footprint, just because it just logistically didn't make sense. It was awesome, but not fiscally, I don't think uh, sustainable. Yeah, I get what you say from a production side, but that store was packed for the entire weekend. Oh, well, yeah, but I mean, stuff. they could, yeah, I mean, they could have a pop-up store in this place too, presumably, you know, with stuff. Um, I don't even know if the retail store is going to even open again. Like, when is that going to happen, you know? It's not open right now? No, I mean, they don't have enough, they don't have enough inventory, I don't think, to stock it. So, we'll see. That's yeah, exciting. my... Cool. Yeah, my wife bought me a row or a rower hanger mm-hmm. so I can get it up off the floor of my garage um, and had to pay shipping the five miles to yeah. my house. Yeah. And I the shipping was almost as much as the hanger. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure it's great for the expansion of what they're trying to do. I'm sure it'll be a bigger facility. They can allow more fans in. Um, but it's just sad because it was awesome when it was here. Yeah. You know, they're our little hometown company and uh, we love to support them, but maybe it's just a, a nice trip in October to get out of the miserable weather too. Yeah, I'm down for that. So next thing on the agenda is Scott takes the online L1. You, Scott? <laughs> Me, Scott. So my, um, my L1 expires on Friday. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing like cutting it close. I tried to take it in person several times and due to COVID restrictions and things like that, it just kept getting pushed and pushed. And um, so I decided just to take it online, get it done. Um, and the one thing that I really was, I found fascinating is I signed up for the, it, the webinar for yesterday. And in my class, it, it's only eight people. So they only allow eight people per class. And um, we were all research, either level one research or level two research. And the online will recertify either. Mm. And so it's actually a, li- a combination of both the L1 and the L2. So there's a lot of coaching cues um, and things like that that were not in the regular L1. So for the webinar, it's four hours. And if you've ever taken the L1, it's everything you've done with a PVC pipe over two days crammed into four hours. And that's why I am so, so sore. Uh, The holds, you you know, if you've taken the L1, they make you hold positions all over the place. Then when you're holding the position and the zoom freezes, so you're not getting a call to, to stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was crazy. And 
uh, you know, medicine ball cleans is the, like the last movement you go through. And all I had was a 20 pound ball. And generally they use like lighter balls for that. Um, and that was, that was brutal. Cause we did, I had like 25 of them fairly quickly. And I was not ready for the open. <laughs> <laughs> did everybody have equipment? I guess if they're research, they probably had. Yeah. Everybody in my class did, but he talked yeah. about how they've used backpacks for medicine ball mm -hmm. cleans. It's really all just PVC pipe and a medicine ball. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two things you need. And you have to have 10 to 15 feet of space so that you can get far enough back from your camera that they can see you from foot to head uh, to see everything. Did you guys everything. do a workout? We did not did do a workout. workout. But he corrected a lot of stuff. And then we'd come back to the center. He'd pick one person to go out, and then we would do coaching cues. Cool. Um, so we did that too. And... It, it was fun. And then I didn't realize that I could have started the, um, the course, the online course before all this happened. And so now I'm trying to cram it all in before Friday. And uh, it's been brutal. I finished 10 of 11 modules. I have one to go. And then the final exam. Um, so I'm almost done, but I am, I am fried today because the modules, so there's nothing less than a half an hour. Mm. So there's, so this online level one is a combination of self-directed or self-paced online modules plus a mandatory in-person four-hour thing plus the Correct. test. Is that how that works? Okay. Yeah. And you have to be there for the entire four hours of the, the Zoom call or you are, you lose the credit okay. for it. And if you like, you can only enter once. Um, now they had the, the instructor had a link. If it if you were attentive and just got kicked off a mm -hmm. link to get you back in. Um, but, but they were really strict about all that. Did and they the have online, like four people running it like they would in person or was it just, just like one a flow master? Yep. One flow master and then only eight people. So okay. I know like we had like 50 or 60 the last time I took the L1. Um, and it was cool because they were from all over the world. My flow master was from Dubai. Uh, there was a guy in the military at, uh, at Abu Dhabi. Uh, there was someone from Ireland, someone from Norway. Um, wow. So it was kind of cool getting to just talk to people from around the world um, as we went through the course. And then the coursework is rough. It is, like I said, the shortest is 30 minutes. The longest is 50 minutes. Um, and you cannot advance until like the video, it reaches zero. Yeah. Even when the logo comes up and you've got 10 seconds to go, you You're can't like even clicking. hit continue <laughs> until it hits zero. So they make sure that you, can, you watched every bit of the videos. Uh, and they're really good quality. Uh, Chuck Carswell. Adrian Bosman, um, James Hobart uh, were some of the people I recognized. A couple of those we've had on the show. Did, um, did it cost the same? Is it still $1,000? No. It's less than that. $750. For, for the online? Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a nice option for people, too, that need to recertify and don't you know, necessarily have all that money to do that. Well, and it research your... So it, you know, we talked about how when you get the online L1, it, it's noted as online, but mm -hmm. when you research, it just reactivates your other one. 
And so is if it you're level one or level five two, years? Yep. That's good. So if you've already done it in person, it's a great tool to, for an L1 or an L2 to extend theirs and not have to leave your home. Yeah. Pretty yeah, awesome. That's nice. Very cool. So next week I'll let you know if I pass or fail. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Be a pretty Debbie Downer to have our hundredth episode and I failed my <laughs> level, level one. Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> All right. So the year that was, again, we mentioned this is our last show of the year and it has been a crazy year. So just like we did with Tommy Marquez on Monday, on Monday's episode, I'm just going to throw out some topics just to get your general impressions as to how that affected this year and, and how we made it to December 30th, all in pretty good shape. Uh, so the first topic is COVID. That's, that's pretty broad. I mean, for affected work life, home life, school life, working out life. <laughs> CrossFit game season. CrossFit games. You know, it was, it's, yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was the lack of sanctionals. I had, you know, a laundry list of sanctionals that I was planning to attend either for the podcast or for the purpose of judging um, or for the purpose of just as a fan going to watch. And um, so I saved a bit of money. My travel budget went way down um, because I didn't have to go anywhere. I got a lot of, I got a lot of miles on American airlines right now for canceled, <laughs> canceled flights. Um, I got some opportunities to do some online judging that I don't normally, you know, that wouldn't normally have happened. Um, I've done it just for the open in the past and now, you know, we're doing it for some other, um, some other organizations. So that's been kind of fun. Business wise, nothing's really changed um, because my gym is in my garage and it's, you know, one or two people at a time, you know, the, limitations on indoor exercise in the state of Delaware has not really affected me. I think if anything, um, for a time it helped grow my business a little bit because I got people that normally, you know, wanted to go to their big box gym that wanted to give me a try. So that was kind of cool. Um, no regrets there. Definitely gave us some better opportunities to get people on the podcast, I think, because, you know, they weren't in the middle of training for the CrossFit games or their season was just very different. Um, luckily, family-wise, you know, nothing has affected, you know, COVID hasn't really affected my family. My, my mom and dad both had the virus and are fine. Um, we're just waiting for vaccines and things to open up again and school to go back and we'll go from there. Yeah, I, um, I mean, personally, it, it did probably keep me away from the gym for a while, um, especially especially towards the end of the year when things got more sensitive around my family. Um, I will give you total credit for more guests um, and being able to schedule guests. Um, it really kind of changed the format of the podcast altogether uh, because we were, we were making trips to gyms to work out with athletes and all that kind of stuff. And, and, the Zoom thing really changed life for us. 
It made it so much easier. And to get higher quality guests. You know, we we're doing pretty good, but not like what we're doing now. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Um, I got I got to judge a couple events. I got to go to the Masters Fitness Collective uh, because of COVID. That that wouldn't even have been a thing had COVID not happened. And it turned out to be a really cool thing that may be going forward, which was pretty cool. Um, and something that CrossFit gained from that. Um, I got to do the Rogue uh, Invitational Online, which was a cool experience to see how they pulled that off from behind the scenes. And it showed that we could do that again if we wanted. You know, if Rogue wants to do a like a U.S. national championships of CrossFit, online they could do it in a heartbeat now um and i think it it showed it showed crossfit how that with the next topic showed crossfit what they had to do to kind of focus back in on what's important and how to do that and so the next topic is the new owner You know, CrossFit went through that upheaval and now they have a new owner. And I think both him and COVID made them focus in on what's important and had to try things that maybe they wouldn't have tried had COVID not, not a, arrived, like phase one of the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead, Charlie. No, go ahead. He, uh, you go ahead. I was just going to say that um, from what I've seen, you know, I think Eric's been a great hey, um, addition, <laughs> great addition to, um, to the, you know, the ecosystem and what is CrossFit, but I will save my, uh, my official opinion um, when we get him on the show and we can talk to him in person. Just put, I just put manifesting it, put it out there. Yeah. So, um, like I think, I think phase one showed CrossFit that they can break down events. And maybe that's one of the reasons we got the quarterfinals, semifinals, you know, a little more breakdown of the CrossFit season. Uh, and because they could do it online. Now, hopefully those yeah. will be in-person events at some point, but it showed that they could do it online. Yeah, and thank, special thanks to Rogue for paving the way, as you mentioned. Like, yeah. What do you think, Charlie? So, you got anything, Charlie, on the new owner? Um, no, I mean, I think he's leading it in the right direction so far. Um, I think all the things that we fell in love with with CrossFit, um, he's, he was in that group of people coming up in it, um, you know, knowing that the games are important to not only um, those of us who aren't games athletes, like you two, I don't include myself because I will be, I am a games athlete, but um, the, the fact that he's embracing it um, and knowing that it's, it's something that that does help drive people to, to come to CrossFit and, and want to watch and, and be invested and excited about 
going to the gym and seeing how close you can be to, you know, these incredible athletes where I think the direction it was going was more, um, you know, can you pick up a water bottle or, you know, whatever the, the, that the CrossFit couch was, was turning to. So, um, you know, I think it, overall, I think in terms of the health and wellness of everything, this is going to keep people involved and keep people going in the right direction. So, so far, so good to me. Yeah. And just to let you guys know, this isn't in the agenda, but uh, in this month's men, men's health, there's an article about uh, Eric Rosa and Dave Castro coming together, two very different people. Um, Eric Rosa, a very data savvy nerd who thinks that that is so important to move CrossFit forward is this techie data kind of thing that's going on. And then they, they describe Dave Castro as the gun toting Navy seal old school and how they actually come, them coming together is probably the best case scenario for CrossFit moving forward. And, and I, I can't wait to read it. It's only in the print version. You can't go online to read the article at this point. Uh, but maybe I'll pick that up and read it before next week's episode just to kind of see what that's about. But I think that's going to be pretty interesting. So then we actually had the games. Phase one online and then five men and five women at the ranch. Just some thoughts. One last reflection on... CrossFit actually pulling it off and that we got to see live competition. And what'd you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was so good to just see people suffering next to each other in, you know, lane after lane after lane. Um, super exciting, super fun for us to, like we do, you know, hear the events ahead of time, trash them, <laughs> you know, trash the programming, then get to watch it unfold and then sort of have to come back and be like, oh, I was wrong, that worked. Like that was a really good event. Um, you know, I think as much as we criticize, I think we're good at, you know, when we're wrong, we're wrong, or at least, you know, I tend to admit I'm wrong more than I'd like to admit, but uh, um, that was just really fun. It was just a great, you know, and tons of highlights that we've all talked about, but it's just great to see you know, these athletes throwing down. And I, I really like the small, uh, you know, the five and five, like, you know, I hope we can get back to something like that, at least on the last day of the games, even if it's 10 and 10, but I really like that sort of intimate setting and really knowing those athletes and seeing the leaderboard just flip and flop the whole time. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, I loved it. I, I thought the, you know, as critical as we were of the programming kind of going into it, it kind of turned out okay, uh, even better than okay. Uh, it was a fun to watch um, event for the most part. Um, the lunch thing with the uh, toast bar still was not great, but everything else was pretty fun to watch. And it was awesome. And I loved the vibe. I loved that the Buttery Bros were allowed to go in and do a behind the scenes, which they are going to be, uh, releasing as a behind the scenes thing. Um, I've missed that for the last couple of years and it looked like everybody was having fun. Like even the workers, even the CrossFit HQ, um, all of them just having a blast. And I love that change in the vibe behind the scenes of the games. 
even Dave looked was laughing a lot. And, you know, I've said on here a bunch of times, I worked the 2017 games. Dave was at the events where we were setting up. He was not smiling. He was not laughing. He was very meticulous. Everything had to be just right. And I liked the, the change in the vibe, even in Dave. I think it showed a great cross-section of different athletes. Um, I think in a normal cross, my personal feeling is those top five probably would not have been top five if, you know, certain other folks had been in it in, in a normal season. You know, it's probably would have been top 10, top 15, but um, you got to see people at different levels. Obviously, Matt would have still probably dominated, but, um, you know, you get the, the new guys like the Maderos and the Quants and those guys who, you know, under the pressure of everyone being there and points and doing all that stuff, you know, maybe they're top 15, but you still got to see those athletes perform. Yeah. I love getting to know those new athletes though. Like Samuel Quant, you know, if I didn't, if he wasn't in this top five, I would have forgot that he was 13th in his rookie season in 2016. Like this isn't just a, Hey, I just got here out of nowhere. He just had a couple of injury filled years in between his rookie year and this year. Um, so yeah, it was fun to get to know the Medeiroses and, um, and the Samuel Quants and the Jeffrey Adlers. You know, Adler trash talking. Who would have thought you'd get trash talking like that from a French Canadian? <laughs> Samuel Quant's coach got to meet him too for the first time. So it was pretty cool too. Yeah. <laughs> I just got that. I just got that. Nice, Charlie. All right. Speaking of coaches, um, coaches becoming more prominent this year. Like, and I don't remember so much talk about coaching until this year. And I don't know if it was all of the empty time we had between the open and the games or what, but, you know, well, training was, think tank. Yeah, it was of all the people that were, that attended the CrossFit games, the coaches made up 50% of, you know, the guests. So it was hard to sort of ignore them. Um, and I think it was awesome. Yeah. And I do think some of them were allowed to, you know, were able to put out some more content and things like that just because of the nature of the season as well. Um, and I think they've, you know, I remember we talked to Tommy and he said like, there's always been, you know, the Invictus San Diego, the NorCal folks, the Invictus Boston, like there have been these, these little cohorts of athletes and things like that more around the teams than anything else. But I think it's just, I think we've been focused on it a little more. It's kind of like, when you go to buy a new car and you get like a Honda Accord and you see every Honda Accord on the, on the, on the road, you know, it's just, yeah. I think it's because we decided to focus on it. Um, yeah. I'd be curious to know if that's the opinion of everybody or if it's just kind of like we got lucky enough to get some of those coaches and talk to them and, and see about it. I think it's also just like, it's, it's becoming like a, the rest of the sports where, you know, basketball years ago, you wouldn't have, a shooting coach and a defensive coach and this coach and that coach. And I think people are realizing, you know, with the advent of endorsers again, too, um, there's more money to be spent on paying a guy to, to come in and coach you through your technique and, you know, uh, strength and endurance and all those things. So. Yeah. And as we get closer to those stories too, it's just, it's an extension of that athlete, you know, 
maybe that's something that we didn't focus on too much as the sport was a little bit younger and immature, but now that it's sort of coming into its own and, you know, maybe someday becoming more mainstream, that that's going to be something that we talk about too. Cause everybody knows, you know, the NFL coaches and, you know, NBA coaches, they're sort of personalities unto themselves. Um, so maybe that's just another aspect that comes with maturity of a sport. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. I think that the coaches are have just as much personality as the athletes now. Whether you love or hate them, they have they have their beliefs and uh, the way they present themselves, and it's they're big characters now, right? And and even if they're not big characters, you have people like um, training think tank um, uh, Max Elhash. Max Max who just is putting himself out there on YouTube a lot more right? And going through like why they do this, why they experiment with this, why they do that. And I, and I, so I think they're, they're becoming more prominent because they're putting themselves out there more and gosh, some of them are just big time characters. Yeah. And I mean, think about this too, for them, it's a business, right? I mean, them doing that content too is hopefully, you know, Max probably wants to attract some bigger name athletes, right? And he has, aside from Noah, like Noah's his, you know, his trophy boy right now. Like he got, he made, you know, he coached Noah to the podium at the CrossFit games. He needs a couple more and all great coaches do, you, you know, you need a couple more ponies in the stable, you know, to get you, to get you that notoriety. And so all the things that they're doing on social media is part of their, you know, packaging to other athletes too, to try to get them to come on board. Because if you don't have, um, you know, a, uh, a, res, a long resume of like 18 podium athletes, you, you, you got to get your athletes from somewhere. You know, it's. I have smart. to say though, Travis Mayer is also an elite golden boy client. He is one of my favorites. Charlie and I have been rooting for him for five years. Um, yeah. I just, yep. and he really should come on the show. Uh, Cause that would be a great yeah. interview. Yeah, Charlie and I just have, have adored Travis Mayer since like the 2015 season. And I uh, can't wait. Uh, we, we've got to effort him. Well, I've been bugging Max to come on for a while now, and he's, he's very busy, which I, which I completely believe. But maybe uh, I can ask him then to help us out with Travis instead, <laughs> since he won't come on. Send us your office, awesome. please. Scott and I almost wrestled one year in a fantasy draft on who was going to get Travis. That's funny. Yeah. It's, it's that, that bad. All right. So let's move on to some more kind of uh, not that this has been depressing, but you know, COVID put a big hurt on everybody all year and, but it doesn't mean that good things couldn't happen. So I just want to put this out to you in a year where COVID kind of derailed everything. What good things happened to you guys um, either personally or in CrossFit or whatever uh, that you want to share? I think for me, um, just getting a chance to spend more time with my family. You know, I know I secretly complain about how I can't wait for everyone to go back, you know, to work and school and all that. But um, it's really been nice to, especially with my son, because this is his last year at home. Um, it's just been great to be around when, when everybody's home. And it's funny because, you know, I've always, I've been looking for a space for my gym and I've been looking to, you know, expand. And if I had expanded, aside from the fact that I probably would have had to shut down and would have been out of business by now, um, I wouldn't be home all the time. I mean, right now I train 
two steps away from my living room. And so in those 15 minutes in between classes or sessions, or in those two or three hours when I have a break in between sessions, I'm in the house with my family. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to do that, you know, if I had signed that lease back in March, I would be living at my gym, not at home. Um, and so I think that's sort of the, the biggest thing that I'm going to, I'm going to miss the most when we go back to normal, as much as I say, I can't wait for everyone to leave me alone. <laughs> Charlie? You go. Uh, for me, um, first of all, the podcast. Um, what we've done in this COVID year has been a dream come true. Uh, to find something that I love so much and I love to do and to now get paid. <laughs> like, what? Like, I just get, like, I have to pinch myself. I can't even believe that that's happening. Um, the other thing is I had a CrossFit documentary done this, this year. And it was done in part because of COVID. They wanted to get some good news messaging to help uh, get the name of CrossFit out. And, and that video went really big, like way bigger than I could have ever imagined you know, going over a hundred thousand views on YouTube blew me away. I, I can't believe that I'm that interesting to people that that many people watched it. Um, but yeah, so that was really good. And just like you cat getting to spend more time with my family. Um, it took an adjustment period and a new, cause it was a new normal. But once we kind of got into that, it's, it's been pretty good. And Charlie has a change of scenery. In the closet. <laughs> well, it got a little rowdy over here, so I had to move. So anything good happened this year, Charlie? Um, I mean, I think I'm the same with the – I'm going to go with you in the, in the podcast thing. I know this is something we had talked about a long time ago. Um, and to, to see it coming in. <laughs> Love it. Keep it going. It's okay. Authentic authenticity. It's here. <laughs> Go ahead, Charlie. It'll be like episode one. You're on mute, buddy. Yeah, it is like the episode one. Um, there you go. But yeah, so it's. I mean, it's you know being being able to do this and see you know your passion in it and everything, and. Um, you know, I think that's just been a great part of, of this whole thing. It's a bright light in it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we're getting to the end of our hour. So let's go ahead and get to our silly questions. And the first one is, and I put this as, um, what is your resolution or goal? Because I know some people don't do resolutions, but what's your goal uh, with your fitness this year? Um, or your personal life, whatever that might be, uh, resolution or goal, cat. Okay. So, you know, I'm not a goal person um, and I'm not a resolution person, but I will put, I will put something out there for, for you guys to chew on. Um, and this is more business related. Is that okay? Can we do that? Sure. So I want to um, put out some produced videos for my business. 
So, you know, I do like pictures and Instagram and all that kind of stuff, but I want like a professionally produced um, video showing my clients and me working with my clients and sort of some marketing material for, for the business, whatever that looks like. So I have somebody in mind that is going to help me do that. Um, it's just a matter of scheduling the time and, and getting it done. But um, I really want to focus on that this year and like put out more content around CrossFit and what I'm doing in the garage. Charlie, goals? So my goal is to, it was my goal this year and it didn't happen because of COVID probably, but uh, um, is to complete all the girl workouts. Um, even Karen, which I have zero desire in my life to do, but uh, my goal is to, you know, you have that that list that's hanging on our, our gym wall um, and at least do all of them RX. Cool. I like that. Awesome. So I have a, I have a couple, uh, of course. Uh, my first is that I just want to be healthy. My goal is to be healthy for this year where I can get back to doing everything that I love to do and to hang out at the gym with my friends and, and do all that kind of stuff. So that's number one. Um, number two is to kind of take this podcast to bigger heights, of course, uh, keep growing it. Uh, we have grown tremendously in the last two months. I say that all the time, but it just keeps going and going. But I want to start doing mini clips of our interviews with people uh, that are like eight to 10 minutes long just to give people a taste of what we do and then refer back to the full interview that we have online. So that's kind of like my next goal is to just do those short little YouTube videos, take a clip of some, somebody we interviewed um, and give people, you know, a little nugget from that and, and get them interested in, in things like that. So uh, there's that. And then I think that's, that's pretty big lofty goal there. And then the other thing is to maybe get a couple more sponsors for some of our segments uh, just to, to kind of supplement in with, with our great title sponsor, um, RX Mark Gear. So yeah, that's mine. And then the next one is our fun question. Who is your, so last week, if you weren't with us, Kat said all she wanted for Christmas was a robe. And that referred to us to a Saturday Night Live skit that happened just days before where everybody in the family got like a hundred gifts and the mom got a robe. <laughs> and so with that, we, we are going to ask, what is your favorite all-time SNL character? Yeah, so I could do a whole episode on this, just so you know. So let's... Let's just preface, preface this by saying, um, I've been watching Saturday Night Live since I was a child. My parents watched it. I love it. I am too old to stay up on a Saturday night to watch it anymore, but I do record it every week and re-watch it sometime during the week, most of the time with my kids. Um, so I had a really hard time <laughs> picking a single 
um, person and I'm going to try to not pull a Scott and give you five, but um, <laughs> this is really hard. Um, I feel like I want to mention, can I do it? I need to do a couple honorable mentions. So anything with um, Gilda Radner, first of all, Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana, um, absolute favorite, um, old school. And then we'll go like 90s. John Lovitz did um, a character on Weekend Update called Mr. Annoying. Um, and if you don't remember, please Google John Lovitz, Mr. Annoying, because that was all, I, I loved all of those. He would just sit there and go and make like these weird noises and then like scratch the chalkboard to make noises and whatnot. So he was, he's, he's a, a good runner up. Um, very obscure one, Molly Shannon did this episode, uh, did a character on the weekend update. Her name was Louise Ingstrom and she was an education correspondent and she was <laughs> so random, right? <laughs> But she would, she would talk and she would say things like, you know, I am, uh, have been an educator for 25 years, period. And then she'd say, she'd go into something else and she's like, and he called me a slut, exclamation point. She would do all these like commas and she this thing with her hand every time she said period. Um, so Molly Shannon, that's my favorite. I could go on with a million Kristen Wayne characters too, which are probably all excellent. Um, but if I had to pick one, it's going to be that one. All right. Super Charlie? Random. You know, I'm with Kat. There's a, there's a ton of, that are so great because uh, the show has been so great. Um, but uh, for the sake of time, I will say that Eddie Murphy's James Brown, Too Hot in the Hot Tub, <laughs> will just run in my head every now and then uh, before I'm getting in a pool or a shower or something. And it's like, well, well, well. <laughs> and then James Brown actually did a version of himself, which was weird, which is basically in Rocky Four. So that was a whole different thing. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm like you guys. There's a ton of them. Um, about any of the Eddie Murphy characters, uh, Velvet Jones. Uh, Every time I laugh, Gumby, great. Um, and then I, I was a big fan of Martin Short's Jackie Rogers Jr., $100,000 spin for the wad. Uh, that was one of my favorites. But I, and especially this year, my favorite has to be the combination, because in true Scott fashion, I can't give one, even though it's one skit. It is the Will Ferrell, Alex Trebek, and uh, the Sean Connery, <laughs> Neil, uh, I, not Neil, uh, Norm Macdonald. Uh, no, it was. Um, no, I don't know his name either. He I didn't go on to about. do anything else. He just kind of was a. He was like one of the greatest SNL people. Ever oh yeah, he could do yeah, so many yeah. characters. Yeah. Um, He's like, it's not coming mama? to me. <laughs> yeah. He did, but he did okay. Bill Clinton. He was a Bill Clinton. Yes. He's got yes. It yes. Yes. Uh, I'll take anal bum covers for 200 Alex. Yeah. I love, I mean, that stuff to this day makes me howl. Um, when they both passed it relatively close together, um, they put together all of the skits together on one YouTube video and we watched mm -hmm. them back to back and just howled. So that's mine. 
Um, I'll have to come up with his name at some point. Yeah. But yeah, it's the Sean Connery, Alex Trebek combo on Celebrity Jeopardy. Good. This will be a fun one to see um, to for people that are watching on YouTube to comment on what their favorite um, skit is because or what their favorite character is because there's so many. Yeah. I wanted to do Chris, Kristen Wiig, the Target lady. She's like, oh my God. Yeah, that is that is my wife's favorite. <laughs> I love it. Or the one where she can't keep a surprise. She's like, oh, I love surprises. <laughs> She's great. She just did that uh, when she yeah. hosted the Christmas special. That yeah. one is great, yeah. too. So good. All right. Um, so next week's guest, we have to explain a little bit. So we're changing the format for one week because our next episode is episode... 100. 100. Woo. So we are going to do our round table on Monday and it'll release at 11 a.m. Monday morning, just like we always release. And then our guest will be the Wednesday release uh, for the week. And that one, I'm so sad you couldn't be there, Charlie. Mm. So, so that one. <laughs> So that one is Danielle Brandon, and she was so much fun. Uh, very loose, uh, very open and honest about a lot of things. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy it. She is, she is really funny um, and a really good athlete. So I can't wait for you guys to see that. And it'll be next Wednesday. Uh, not sure the time. We'll probably announce that on our 100th episode, what time I'll release that on Wednesday. But, yep, Daniel Brandon, Wednesday, our 100th episode with just us uh, because, you know, these are my friends and we like fitness. And so, yeah, we're going to do 100th episode, just us. So now I'm going to ask you, what's the best thing from the Internet? Okay. Um. Squat University, Aaron Horshig, I think is his name. You guys all watch those Squat University Instagram things. Well, he's on TikTok. And he posted something about his new book coming out. It's called Rebuilding Milo. And, um, you know, it's supposed to be one of those books about, you know, fixing movement patterns and things like that. I'm, I've pre-ordered it already because it's just like something I'm super interested in. But I actually commented on his TikTok and said, it's like the supple leopard of the new millennium, right? Because Kelly Starrett wrote supple leopard. Well, Kelly Starrett probably wrote it in, 2000, in the 2000s, but it's like this next generation of the supple leopard. And Aaron replied to my thing and said, funny you should say that. Kelly Starrett wrote the foreword to my book. And I thought that was really cool. So I felt really smart um, and plugged in uh, to the TikToks. That's awesome. Yeah, that's going to be a really cool book. Yeah. If you're nerdy like me. I'm anxious to hear about it. Yeah. And then if I hear good things, I might read it. There you go. And maybe I'll share it with you. Maybe I'll pass it along. <laughs> I'm hoping it just goes through osmosis and makes me more mobile. There you go. See? Tell me what. Tell me your ailments, Charlie. I'll fix them for you. You pick one and I'll, it's probably <laughs> okay. I, I have to interject quickly here. Um, with the level one online, the guy forced me 
to get my elbows up in the front rack. My shoulders and triceps hurt so bad today because he, he would not let me get out of the position until I got my elbows up. He was relentless. We'd have been there all day. with me. <laughs> Love it. What's your best thing, Charlie? Um, Daniel Brandon in Hawaii is my best thing on the internet. <laughs> Not to plug a, a guest coming up, but she's got a lot of fitness in. That's it's it's good. She's good. Yeah. She's a good. Follow. She worked out every day. She did. That's what she should do on vacation. It's a good life lesson. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, let me take mine. And so I'm going to, I'm going to say that my best thing is if you didn't see it, it is the, um, it's Instagram story where you ask the question, ask me about a picture of, or whatever. And so what I thought was kind of cheesy at first ended up being a lot of fun to go through some people's like the questions they were asked and what they responded with, it allowed you to get to know them in a way that was really kind of cool. And a lot of CrossFit athletes have jumped on board and like cool things like Samuel Quant getting um, your, the worst work, the worst performance you've ever had. And Samuel Quant showing the final, uh, what was that? Atlantis, the final event of the CrossFit games. Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and like people really open, I, I, you know, you have those weirdos on the internet that ask for like foot pictures and stuff like that. <laughs> and I know that someone said feet and people were like showing their dog's feet instead of their own. And, but it was really um, kind of fun. Um, and I got to do it a little bit. It was fun to just kind of find some old pictures and reminisce and think about old times. But yeah, that's my thing. Check it out. A lot of, a lot of people have done it. And with that, that brings us to a close for this week. So first of all, thank you, RX Smart Gear, best sponsor on the planet. Uh, we love that you are our title sponsor. Don't forget Clydesdale 15, gets you 15% off everything in the store, except for new releases and special editions. And that's at rxsmartgear.com. And we are still trying to get more YouTube followers. And so Let's we want to give away some more jump ropes. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. It doesn't cost you a thing. Tell people about it. Spread the word. Um, we need to get some more YouTube followers. Also, if you're listening to us or, or watching on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment. We've given you enough topics tonight that you should have some comments for us as to what's been going on. And I, we love to hear those. And with that, we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Somebody say bye. 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 <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time 
on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.